I was just so mad the other day because everything went to mess up or what have you. And we were having a good conversation too. So they're trying to get this adjusted. Yeah. And um, it, back to my usual spot in the house. Some of you people remember this backdrop a little bit, what have you. But um, yeah, so so how you doing this Saturday, baby girl, for round two? <laughs> Can you hear me? There we go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Moving slow. So, so how you doing this Saturday for round two? I'm ready for round two. You know, and and um, you know, the energy level is up. You know, I um, you, you know, you know, I I like where I'm at, come, where I'm coming, because I'm getting ready to shoot. I I um, are we live now or? Yeah, we live. We live. Oh wow. Okay. Um. Getting right into it, um, you know, I um been emailing with uh, Rex Oliver, so over at Pervnana, and um, you know, I, I think that's a great way, you know, you know, base here in LA, so um, I think that's a great start, and getting into things, my my photo shoots have kind of, you know, they've kind of set the tone, I think, mm-hmm. uh, the content that I that I've put out there, and. I definitely like quality over quantity. Uh, I'm still from that school, and uh, there's some other things, some other companies that that um, I I think it's going to materialize. And I don't want to jinx it. That's why I don't talk too much about it. But I like people guessing, and they know, hey, there's a lot of things going on uh, behind the scenes. Even you know, even though I'm, I've been a lot more active too on on social media and. So now I think things are much more full swing than yeah. I know you've you been know, say, back into the full swing. I, I know ever since kind of the pandemic. If some of y'all remember our conversation from previous episodes, kind of you you got started then threw you off because of the pandemic. So now you're getting it back started. So for people that be in that position, is it hard to get back on track? I think it is for anybody, and even. Um, even like other people in the entertainment industry, even musicians, writers, you know, it, it, it's um, because it, it really it disbanded so much things, you know, because businesses closed on, you know, Sanctuary LAX. They moved. Uh, the Dominion is no longer and uh, the Lair de Sod, which was one of my home dungeons, that's no longer around. And. You know, it, it's been a very painful process, and I think now we're we're kind of healing up a lot more. Mm-hmm. And you know, as for getting back into it, I'm thinking, okay, it's been kind of touch and go, um, traveling a little bit, and I'm really aiming for at least to start out Exotica Chicago. I was just at the expo, and I want to get into that too. Mm-hmm. Um. I'll give a lot of good insight on the expo in a, in a little bit, but, um, and I like to do Jersey this year too. Um, we definitely have yeah, to run Jersey. into each other in, in, in person. <laughs> I, I hope to make it to Jersey this year. Um, it's just like, I, like, like I tell anybody, like, uh, uh, the money's up and down in this business on the porn side of things. It isn't me being retired with, you know, not making new content. So repackaging old content, Mm-hmm. Put it on new platforms and stuff, and also people know just 
no money in podcasting uh, unless you're a big podcaster that gives a shitload of numbers that get uh, what is it sponsors excuse me get advertisers or you got a strong enough base to where you can do let's say a Patreon or something like that it's really a labor of love you know period mm-hmm. actually my money comes my porn money actually comes off the podcast because my listeners go buy my porn. <laughs> That's right. why I it's, always it in, it's a good entry point. Yeah. Yeah, you know, period. I mean don't get it twisted. I have been getting advertiser dollars through Anchor because I didn't apply I because I did enough numbers to where yeah, I could pay advertisers. Yeah. yeah. And um but and then the sponsors I got is really uh full disclosure, favor, favor for favor type situation, you know what I'm saying? Um, I would have, and I'm talking to somebody about sponsorship, which he, um, which is going to be favor for favor, getting hopefully some edibles, maybe, you know, some lookout on some travel for some of my co-hosts or what have you, and myself, you know, but, but like I said, it's just, um, getting the money up to travel. That's, that's the kicker. That's why I'd be jealous of y'all motherfuckers that be traveling. I'd be like, man, I wish I could travel like y'all. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, for me, it was a nervous thing, but I, I think at the same time, I wanted to rebuild financially a lot more. I mean, we yeah. lost so much money. I know other performers, I'm talking to them, and, and they've taken other hits. I mean, I've had to start other businesses, and, and which I yeah. kind of like, because I'm kind of rotating a lot of things, too, and I don't you know, and, and at a certain point, I'm going to get back into my BDSM roots at a certain point during this year. But during COVID, we've had to do other different kind of things and, and which is cool. You know, I think COVID opened it up to mm-hmm. where ladies was able to expand their repertoire because think about it. You just couldn't depend on content anymore because you couldn't film as much because you couldn't get around as much. So now you had to tap into your solo content. Now you had to tap into doing customs and and doing stuff like that. Because let's just be frank, girls weren't doing a lot of that prior to the pandemic. Not really. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you didn't see a lot of girls promote their did customs, you know, or or really dip into the fetish side of things as much. You got girls now that rever- that's now more focused on fetish than these boy girl content. Yeah, that's true. I've, I've been seeing a lot of that. Um... And I, I wonder, is that is that going to really oversaturate it? Because um, yeah. I, I know for, like, say, BDSM, and, and I don't always like to put that in the same realm as, because fetish and BDSM can be a little bit different, you know? I mean, it's 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 in that realm. It's in that side of the store, uh, you know, let me say that. But, um, like, say, for example, foot fetish people may be a little bit freaked out by the dungeon equipment, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but... Um, you know, as for that, I, I've I've seen that a lot. We're like when I got into the BDSM side of the industry, people were saying, "Yeah, you know what? Probably five years prior, maybe even." And I noticed a lot of people got out of it because <clears throat> so many so many people like during <clears throat> like it around two, the two thousand and eight financial crisis. Give it a second, people. She'll be back. 
Only Skype, ladies and gentlemen. Only Skype. Their lunch where they had another client come in. And whereas by the time that I came around, um, you would have to wait around. You'd have to wait around for a client. And, you know, you just have to start learning how to use social media. And um, sometimes you, you get really good where you can start beating the other girls. But, mm. I mean... That's even like a while back now. Now everything is is more digital now because mm-hmm. even I'm squimish about dealing with, you know, clients in person when it comes to that. But just mm-hmm. getting out and start filming some stuff, too. And, and it's kind of weird because when you go out, it's it feels like nothing had really happened. And then you realize, oh, yeah, we have this two and a half year time warp. That's the other weird thing. And see, and now the girls that. Or were making buku money during the pandemic, or now not making the money anymore because people are now outside. So now, it it they they got to change up how they do their shit. You get where to come from? Because now also I'm seeing a lot of face girls starting to do boy girl now. <laughs> so you got the girls that were doing boy girl like tapping mm-hmm. to the face because of pandemic. The girls that was came in doing nothing but fetish and solos. Now they're looking to do boy-girl, you know, um, to do porn or what have mm-hmm. you. And that's why I tell people, understand everything is a fucking phase. What might be hot last year ain't hot now. And they always go back to porn was based off of a man fucking good woman. It will always go back to that, people, no matter how much I try to avoid it. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, because you know, you know, like we've talked about, you know, like the fetish and BDSM, it's a very niche uh, market. And yeah. I mean, I I take a lot of pride that I I can go in a lot of different directions and and make it pretty believable. And um, where I can do the fetish and the BDSM because I'm trained for it, and I can take um, you know, my dynamic you know energy and and put that into a boy girl scene and and. You know, little I've had a chance because of the pandemic, but um, I'll you you know things are just right around the corner right now, and I mean I'm looking forward to it. I mean it, it it's taken a while just to get my head in the right space where I can say okay, okay to do a, to you know like doing a boy girl scene, I'm I'm taking on that submissive role and I have to open up myself and 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 show some vulnerability for that scene because I'm I'm surrendering myself, so to speak. So So now um, it's because I had a conversation with somebody because they were saying that a lot of subs look at it when a dominatrix does boy girl, mm-hmm. she's a submissive. And so in, and, in some ways, in some ways not really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because to, to me I would think it's not a submissive. It might be the because it like put it this way. It ain't like the guy is dominating you fully uh, or right. actually. It's it's kind of like a combination of y'all switching positions in many because into the position, for example, riding. The mm-hmm. girl is dominant in the ride position. Um, we definitely are. You know, period. Well, while with doggy, mm-hmm. it's a combination of he's dominant, she can be dominant at some point, especially when she backs it up. You know, the only position that probably nine out of ten a woman is not dominant is probably missionary. Yeah, pretty you much. Know? So it's kind of, to me, it's like... You're kind of like that side thing going, Ugh. Yeah. 
See, imagine we was in the premium smoke room, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Speak about that. Welcome to the Smokers Lounge. It's 11 minutes and I ain't even smoke to my smokers. And you know who I am, Kevin Oliver Southern Channel, a.k.a. the Porn Rap Star. Like I told y'all before, y'all know where y'all can find my porn, my music, and podcast shit. Allmylinks.com backslash Porn Rap Star. You know where it is. Four wonderful sponsors. Facebook and Ellis Community, EllisWorld.com. Hottest Adult Magazine in the Game, RiceSizzleMagazine.com. 90% Profit and a new place for you consumers to, con- not, excuse me, 90% Profit for you content creators. When you consumers, a new place to consume your AAA's content, ExciteMoney.com. And last but not least, award-winning, award-nominating, voiceover with your smut, and also check out their VR side of things. I'm talking about the one and only BlushErotica.com. Also, proud member of the GW District Black Podcasting Network. So go over to shop GWDistrict.com and buy from over 500 Black-owned shops, retailers, and boutiques. Also, five days a week, you can listen to me in the mornings at FullySwapRadio.com. Also, check me out on SkyhawkAfterDarkTV.com as well as the BGP LLC app. So, for some of you people that never seen her, and this is her first time being video, um, because majority of the time is audio, sexy, gorgeous, dominant, pretty-ass motherfucking smile. You know, she done done everything in the business from behind the camera to in front. And also, I met her because of one of my pod mommies. Shouts out to Lily Craven. The one and only Erica Rikos. Say hello. Hey, how's everybody doing out there in smoke land? <laughs> yes, uh, he's an avid smoker like myself. Definitely. Yes. Yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, later on um, after I talk about the expo. Uh, I, I definitely will get into some strains a little bit and yeah. um, get into that that portion and what was funny, I was at the Why Not Cam Awards in October, so I, I ran in, I got to run into, so Lily Craven and I met in person finally, Ooh. and um, that was pretty cool, you know, and and um, she was at the ABN, so so she didn't go to XBiz or anything, and, um, you know, hopefully I, I run into her, like, if, if, if and, and there's a good chance I can do Exotica Chicago. Yeah, because I, I was so happy to see that she got nominated for AVN for podcast, you know, sex podcast of the year. Um, knowing that all the work that she's put in for the past couple of, you know, for the past year, I mean, straight up. And, mm-hmm. you know, even though it, and to me, she, her podcast is fire, you know, I, I, I listen to it, all, you know, saying here and there, what have you, when I had time. And, is it just I told her, I said you got the personality to be a great podcast. I'm sorry. She does. Yeah. And plus women dominate the sexuality side of the podcast world. You know, the hip hop podcast mm-hmm. world dominated by men. True crime, you might as well say dominated by men, but the one side of podcasting that dominated by women is sexuality. Because people notice majority the majority of those podcasts that was nominated for the AVN was women-led podcast. Straight up. Yeah, Maybe. Lily, and it was uh, nominated. Um, well, you, you know, it's like, it, it's the age-old thing. I mean, Bill Margold would say this a lot, that, and, and this is going to sound sexist too, but, 
you know, the thing is like, like, like in porn, you know, the object of the fantasy is the woman. So like the guy's dick is like the prop, you know, and, and, um, you know, but, but, but it, it makes everything work, you know, for the mm-hmm. scene. Unless yeah. it's a girl girl scene, then there's no dick. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes they might pull out a strap on or, or a deal. Yeah, though. strap on. So you got some something going on there. Yeah. yeah. So it, it cause to me is it's like even to the point like when I look at the only podcast that tour is the female podcast that are sexual podcast. Mm-hmm. You don't see none of the men. And and I figured because the fan base of sexuality really is women, because men, for some apparent reason, they don't listen to other men about sexuality. You know, for even though I do have a strong male fan base, mm-hmm. and that's because a lot of the girls' fans listen to the podcast when I bring them on, and they eventually become a fan of the podcast. And of course, we all know that the main consumer of porn are men. That's part of it, but. It's like women are the ones that really want to listen to like the sexuality shit, and and it's kind of hard for them to listen to a man talk about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some can do it, but yeah, I mean, I mean, a woman's gonna want to feel. Give it a moment. Skype messing up today. This is what I go through as a podcaster. <laughs> Like as a podcast, it shouldn't be so good. <laughs> yeah, we back. Now go ahead with you're saying. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, there's so so many factors, and and um, you know, we're different creatures than men, and vice versa. So there, I think there's certain things where, you know, it work. It, it you know, it'll work for women. Say. Um, podcasting, say, you know, talking about sexuality and, and whatnot. And, um, and, and, and it can be sexual, you know, because let's keep it 100. All the ones that are successful is fine as shit. They're good looking ass women. <laughs> no shade. I mean, but it's the truth. Because they, you get sucked in by the voice of what they talk about, but then what seriously deals when the guy or even the female sees them on video and they hooked because it's a beautiful ass woman, you know, because mm-hmm. it's it just, that's why I said, that's why I said, nah, I, I mean, I'm at, I'm one of a few men in this, 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 this field. I would never outdo the women. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I ain't bad at it. <laughs> so, Speaking about outdoing well, the they, women. they always said that, that that this industry, uh, this is one industry where you know sexism kind of prevails. You know, I mean, but it's it's just the nature of it, I guess. You know, I mean, it's you know people yeah. want to watch the you know. Women say they want equal opportunity, equal employment, all that. Well, guess what? Become a porn star, become a sex worker. Yeah, yeah, we're Men definitely um, we definitely rule in in this in this industry. Um, you know, and. You know, as I mentioned before, you, you know, you know, right, right. It was kind of a, a tail end of the, um, you know, two thousand and eight. Um, but I because because I had, and because I had contacts, you know, in the industry that, um, I just wanted to try it out, and I thought, hey, you know what? I, look, as long as I photograph well, I've been in entertainment for a long time. And there were a lot of things that were, I mean, in, in mainstream entertainment, things can dry up. You can go a long time and not really work. And, 
even if you're a name actor, you know, even the, even if it looks like you're doing a lot, you're not. <laughs> and and um and so it's interesting because there's times when you know in this industry where you're working a lot or you're you're trying to shoot something or even making content so you're constantly at it but <clears throat> yeah it's one of those things where um yeah we definitely rule at that oh yeah you've got so many ways of making damn money me and we ain't got but so many ways we we really ain't got want to be honest we only got one way to make a fucking money and that's boy girl because I heard the argument about, well, no, men can make money. You know how many men make money off a webcam? It's, it's, trust me, it's way less than one. It's 1% of the top 1%, 1% that make money as a male mm -hmm. on webcam. Yeah. We, we cannot make money off of solos. As much as people want to sit there and say we, we can't, no. Because our fan base especially it being LBGTQ and especially gay men for the most part, they don't want to see us jerk off. They want to see us fuck. Because that's how they do their fantasy. Remember, they're a man. So just as much as... Because I'm going to tell you the biggest misconception that girls have. They think it's a huge market of people that want to watch solo. They don't understand how the solo market works. The solo market is attached to the webcamming. So your content is sold off of your cam base, you know, period. That's why webcammers can make a shitload of money off of solo content than just a regular content creator. And that's facts, people. Yeah, I know. I, I know um, when, when, when I first got into the webcamming with, with King.com, when, when, when we were really making money at it, and this is, I was doing it from the dungeon, and and, and this is like what... You know, almost like ten years ago now, and um, yeah, solo worked really well, and I and, and I and I did really well at solo doing that, you know, and and sometimes other times, um, I would have like another model in there with me, and sometimes I would do a bondage thing, and you know, you know, they'd want to see me tie her up and all that, which is pretty cool, but I know I know the solo stuff, it comes down to it, um. Or either me doing another girl or something, something like that, you know. But um, yeah, because I think a lot of people come in thinking, especially ladies, come in thinking that's all they got to do is just use a dildo and post it on OnlyFans. They, that's why I keep telling you, it's a business. You got to understand the business of it. Mm -hmm. It's it, it even to the point, like for example, when many of the OnlyFans girls that was making that six figure that were just doing solo. If y'all know a lot of them motherfuckers, you don't see them post no damn more. You don't see them no more. Because yeah. when it, what happened was one, because they wasn't very inventive with their solo shit, which in turn bought the fan base, which in turn wanted the fan base to want more than what they were willing to give. Plus, they came in for a quick lick, not long term. See, that's the difference with a lot whether or not these girls are gonna be successful or not, is how you come in. If you come in thinking short term, all you're gonna do is make short term money because you're not thinking about down the line, which involves evolution, which involves adding to your repertoire, which involves adding fetish to your repertoire, which involves possibly adding boy girl content to your repertoire. You mm -hmm. know, period. And it's because they sit there and see 
the girls that was posting how much they were making on OnlyFans, they were thinking, not realizing these girls only been doing it for like six months. It, it Once again, it's like relationship advice. You want to listen to somebody only been with their mate for three years or someone that been married for 40? I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I know like like right now, speaking of only fans, I mean, this is one of my projects is revamping it. And, you know, we're all have some really good boy girl stuff. And, you know, like even at the expo, you know, I've talked to some really um, some pretty good content creators and, you know, we're, we're, you know, we'll have some really, you know, good scenes and, and, you know, along with like other companies and, and to the point that that's going to help, you know, sell my content um, and newer, but I really want to, you know, revamp, uh, you know, my only fans and like, we're talking about some, you know, some really good boy girl stuff in there. And, yeah. And other platforms. So speaking about X3, how the X3 was this year? You know, you know the weather really sucked, but um, the first night, uh, the Friday night, it, it kind of seemed loud and unorganized, and I, I really want to just um, get my bearings. I didn't get there until the evening, and then I went out to eat afterwards, and it was funny. I was picking up more work after, you know, like networking <laughs> at dinner, but then the next day on on on. On Saturday, my my real goal, I didn't care about a booth or anything. I just really wanted to, you know, really network with companies, um, you know, other content creators. And it's I, I, a lot of fans were complaining about the space there. And as we've said, a lot of these expos are not like the way they have been in, in past years. And they the hollywood palladium is it's like a concert venue and so where some of the models are like on the upper level it's it was kind of hard for fans to like move around and plus um last year was there an omicron uh variant and i remember i showed up i was dressed like a leather daddy i was like that was my way of saying don't get too close to me you know and um but you know, you know, this year it was really the other thing was last year when I was more at the booth, I didn't really get to really enjoy it or network as much as I should have. And this year it was it was really fun mixing it up with other talents, other other people. You know, I was hanging out with Christy Canyon and and Ginger Lynn. They were there for for both days, and uh, they're always fun to hang out with. And they they've been yeah. legends in the business. And yeah, I see because I see. I don't see you with a lot of new faces. I see you with a lot of the legends, you know, um, from um, Coral and Jewel. Um, like the newest person I seen you hang with was Lily. But every time I look up, it's it's, it's a legendary person. Um, why do is it that you attract the legends more so, or because you know the legends versus the new models, or is it you choose to deal with that section of the talent versus newer talent. You get where I'm coming from? Yeah, um, interesting. Well, I know a lot of people. Uh, I've become really good friends with Corlin um, over the last year. She was really great helping me get oriented last year uh, at the X3 Expo. 
and I think I think it is it's I'll be honest you know there's a lot of people from the golden age that have been very supportive of my career and and um just I'd known people from um some of the older ones and uh I worked with Bianca Seven and Debbie Diamond uh when I was at the Sanctuary LAX Mm-hmm. And, but I, I mean, I, hey, I'd love to work with, you know, a lot of the new, uh, the new talent. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of really good up and coming, uh, male, female talent content creators. And, uh, I think as I get more and more into it, but it's, um, you know, there's a lot of people there like Corlin, I'm very comfortable with, um, yeah. And and some, but I, I I think uh, as I as I get more around and and um I you know as I I like say at the uh, the exoticas I've never been to an exotica before, but I really want to go to one and definitely it doesn't oh, yeah. work more too. Yeah, because exotica, um, well, especially New Jersey, I know it's not like everybody goes there. Miami, not so much, but so much, and I think Chicago because it's always the first of the year. And um, it's easier for some for West Coast to East Coast to get there versus you going from East Coast to West Coast, mm-hmm. you know. But um, it's like I said. I mean, it, how can I put this with with the Exotica? The Exotica is a different beast than probably X Three because Exotica been around longer and the spaces are bigger because they always go with convention centers, you exactly. know. Period. And which is kind of crazy because I would think X3 would find bigger venues. It, it's kind of like they choose to pick like venues that only house, let's say, a thousand people versus a convention center that holds a lot. You know, it, is it because they wanted to be more interpersonal? Um, because if the fans wanted to be more spacious so they can move around, I would think that they would go for a more spacious venue. I'm pretty sure they're playing they can get or is it because it's X-rated and it's porn, they're kind of limited in their choices? Um, That brings up a good question. I, I, I know because they're, they're planning on the X3 Expo, they plan on doing it again next year at the Hollywood Palladium, which is again, it's more of a concert venue. And, you know, I, I, I like it because it's a very historic venue. I mean, that's where hey, the concert finale when the Blues Brothers, you know, I mean, that's the stage where Cab Galloway was on. And and so every, every time I go in there, I, t- I take that in. Um, I go, wow, there's so much history here. And um, but yet it's very hard for a lot of fans to move around. And, and it may, you know, it may not even be fan friendly. Um, there, I do know some people who said that they're not going to go next year because they didn't like the venue and... Um, I can see that because it was, it was hard for a lot of fans to get around and, you know, you kind of have to squish around a little bit, maneuver, you know, maneuver your, your way around a little bit. And, but for me personally, um, I, I think it's a cool venue. You know, we have this really cool, um, talent lounge. There's, there's like a bar in there. There's a coffee bar. You, you know, there's like snacks, refreshments, you, you know, lots of water and stuff that for the talent and but and, and they had a few screening areas, too. And but, I mean, I think it is a great venue, but um, then again, it can be a hindrance because 
like at the upper level, it's harder for people to get around it. And then say for fans who are, who may be disabled, I don't know. And that could be problematic um, for some of them. Yes, disabled people do come to porn conventions, people. I just seen some weak guys in wheelchairs filling on some asses. Trust and believe. <laughs> so now I know you talking about, you know, filming more boy girl. So now the question I gotta ask because um do you when okay, how can I put this? Usually guys contact you for the most part, am I correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Now and you're one that you don't discriminate. I don't want to discriminate. Let's just say you're willing to work with all races of guys. Yeah, definitely. Do you think that sometimes you get boxed in because a person might go down your timeline, see you with like white talent, mm-hmm. and it might make them hesitant to hit you up if they're another race? Well, no. I mean, because I've I've done some content, and I mean, it's out there. Um, you know, as for that studio, you know, my only real studio that I did the box cover on, you know, and I and I really didn't get a chance to um, answer that. And, and mm-hmm. um, you know, if you go back to March 2020, I was booked for so much, you know, and, and you would see me with so, so much more, you know, by now. And, um, you know, now I, I know like uh, um, when I was with Corlin, Jermaine Lavender, he's a really great content creator. He's up and coming and and. Um, you know, we've been talking about, you know, you know, getting some good content out there and, and, you know, I've had fans, you know, they want to see me doing, uh, you know, the interracial scene and, you know, I've done some girl, girl, um, an earlier shoot that I did when I was doing more BDSM stuff. And I, I was like, cool. Cause this let me be more essential, you know, when I was doing more, when people were more seeing me like in fetish gear and, and, um, you know, I, I have that out on like on my timeline, you know, and, and so now it's just a question of, you know, letting me, you know, let's get out there and, and, you know, go out there and, you know, start working with the, you know, companies, content creators. And again, this COVID really fucked everything to hell. I mean, I talked to people and a lot of it's psychological because there were, there were times when, it just, I feel, I feel like I can come back and I'm, I'm ready to shoot stuff. And then it's like, um, yeah, maybe I need a little bit more time, but yeah, um, because yeah. COVID's still running rampant. That's it is, yeah. I, to my knowledge, I've never tested positive, but you know, shoot, man, it, maybe I had it and I didn't know it. I don't know. I know the job I got. I swear we stay with the N95 mask. Yeah. I'm like, we ain't gonna never lose because they always bring somebody in that COVID that that, that tested positive for COVID, one of the new residents. So we still mm-hmm. walking around on eggshells and everything. And then also the testing now with this new strain, I think chlamydia. Um now that, yeah. swabbed, um, which is crazy. It's kind of like it's it, like last year there was no swabbing and just in the blink of an eye now you got to swab your coochie, your ass your mouth <laughs> I'm just like damn <laughs> I'm like Jesus man and then and the sad part you got straight dudes that gotta get their ass swabbed mm-hmm. no, no anal whatever and then of course the argument is well they get well you know women but I'm like but he don't get fucked in the ass. 
that's the spit that's I mean don't get twisted. You can't have it, you know, orally. Yes, I, I you know, I have a, a mother that was a nurse in, in that field, side mm-hmm. of the field. But the chances of you catching it orally is way lower than if someone stick a dick in a man's ass. The chances go higher. You know, so it's just crazy how testing had just completely changed. And then I saw CT, they were talking about moratorium and and I, I forgot CT even existed. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, I, I was like out of the loop, but then all of a sudden I was hearing all these stories and, and um, you know, and I, I, I ended up not testing, you know, prior to the expo. I mean, I had a few things and, and they, um, it's funny, you know how like things kind of fizzle out and you plan shoots out and it was like, again, I, I was back to like, you know what, I, I don't really care. I just want to network and, and get, you know, get a schedule going and, but now, yeah, I mean, I was hearing all about these anal swabs, you know, and just the way the way that we're going, you know. I, I would say it's just, but see, it goes to this, this, like we were talking about with the fetish, the saturation. Because yep. we don't realize when something becomes saturated, it's not as safeguarded as much. And on top of that, you got more people coming in, which means that a lot of them are not following the guidelines. I'm not going to say guidelines. Let's just say they're not being smart in their sexual lives. Let's just be honest. Yes. Um, I was talking to um, Chris Cardio. He was he was saying, man, it was um, with some of the content creators. Um, it's like I'm quoting the wild, wild west. And, you know, people have to be really careful. I mean, there's there's a lot of nasty stuff out there and you know i i've always been like in my in my regular life i've always be because i mean people from my you know our generation you know aids is always you know hiv it's always been around there yeah and so i've always been smart enough you know whenever i'm you know getting active to use a condom and it's it's been part of my thing and then with the exception of, you know, certain people that I've had, like, you know, committed things, you know, long time ago. But um, aside from the times that I've been able to, you know, shoot on film and I've been tested, that's been my little license to fuck without a rubber, you know. And <laughs> um, but other than that, it, it's, you know, you you have to have safe guidelines. And, and especially for, for us, we have to preserve ourselves for our work and not get stupid, you know? Yeah, because um, because to, to be frank, people, a lot of the times it's the man that brings the shit on set. I know y'all want to hear the truth about that, but it's the fucking truth. It's not necessarily the women. The women, first of all, because women can get dick when they want it, but we get pussy when it's available. They're not going to be as willy-nilly sexually, personally, as a man would. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I know a lot of them are like, no, no, women can bring it. No, trust me, if you look through history, you do the research, mm-hmm. it was the man that was ground zero half the time. Or yeah. even if it was her, it was because she had a boyfriend that was fucking some other bitches she didn't know about. Right. You know, and she fucked him right before <laughs> she went on set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I don't understand that because, you know, when I know that I have a shoot coming up, man, I'm not, you know, 
the only thing I may do is maybe do vaginal exercises. So I'm like ready to, you know, make the scene because I may not have time time to warm up. You know, everything's very mechanical on set. Yes. Um, but I'm not going to fuck it up by doing something stupid. And, and where I'm at in life now, I, 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 it kind of is a joke. But I mean, I'm at the point now I'm so preoccupied with so many things, you know, that I'm happy to just sit in the corner, jerk off, finger bang myself, you know, and clean up, go out, have a sandwich, go look at a film, go watch yeah. the game or whatever. And I, on top of that, I'm not picking up any emotional baggage, you know, or, you know, some personality yeah. that I don't want to deal with, you know, and, and, oh, nobody's ever sucked my hump like that before, you know, I mean, <laughs> oh my God, what did I do now, you know, um, um but so i mean i I don't know you know i'm older now um um so i I don't want to go out as much you know and and um you know so i I think it's kind of like my treat now is like you know when i go on set you know i mean you know i'll get a nice variety and and um it's not you know, I'm tested, you know, I'm in a safe environment to do what I want to do too, you know? So it's like, Hey, we can explore, you know, here on, you know, try this scene out and see if I can do it. And, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's not like I go out to the Abbey, you know, or some of the dike bars, you know, looking for, you know, um, cause I don't want to bring that, you know, and that's the other thing. It's the civilians that bring a lot, a lot of that stuff into the industry. Yeah, because the only time when you see a woman does it is because she's willing nearly because she escorts. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's the other thing. Get on the set, um, which Hollywood kind of put women in a bind, technically, to be honest with you, because mm-hmm. they start a less in the early 2000s, and girls had to escort to make up the fucking difference. Because what's the point of me coming out to California for two gigs is paying me 300 or 500 apiece? You, you, mind you, your TTS probably was what at that time 250. Then you gotta think about if it didn't cover your travel, your traveling hotel. So mm-hmm. you are already in the hole off of the the TTS, and you mm-hmm. going to do a shoot, two shoots, and paying 500 a piece, you only made a thousand. I see why the girls started escorting, you know, for yeah. a time where girls are making a thousand a pop. Yeah, and, and I mean, again, that's why, you know, I mean, I've gone into, like, other businesses even away from the industry, and and um, I don't like losing money, you know, and I, and I hear, like, certain talents where they go, oh, you know, well, you know, the point is, you know, we broke even. I don't want to break even. I want to come out ahead. No, that's and, old. um, you know, and, and yeah, unfortunately, it, it's gotten, yeah, and, and you know, that can be risky in its own right. You know, I mean, all it takes is one bad experience. And I, and I see that on, 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 you know, my, my Twitter feed when, you know, I hear, I know there's some that I follow that, that are, you know, they, they strictly do providing and, um, every, every so often I do read, um, where they, I do read their bad experiences, you know, and, and, yeah, because I'm sorry. It's if you come up during on a test, it does fuck with you mentally. So that that what no one talks about. Mm-hmm. 
is that when you that test comes up, it fucks with you mentally. Because your first thought is, I supposed to be in the safest industry there is to do this. It's it it's different between point and escorting. Escorting, there's way more risk because mm-hmm. one, you don't know what's coming through that door half the time. I don't give a damn how much you screen a motherfucker. What it might be on that phone, it may not be in person. You know, period. Versus porn, you know what you're kind of walking into. Mm-hmm. Person is tested. You know you're walking on set to a cameraman, what have you. You kind of know what you're walking into. So it's more psychologically damaging if you come up dirty on the TTS. Oh, by the way, everybody and mama going to see that you're dirty. That's the other kicker with that, with TTS. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, it's more psychologically damaging when you come up dirty versus if you came up dirty in your personal life because ain't nobody else going to know but you and the goddamn doctor. Yeah, exactly. You know, and... and um. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing. I mean, and that's another thing. I'm so glad I, I got into this industry at an older age too. Yeah. You know, because it's it's not it's it's like look, I I've done my I, I've done you know I've had so much and you know I've I've been able to experiment and, but I've been I've been like smart about it. You know, I mean, you know, you know, um, you know, condoms, what you know, whatever. And and I mean, I I know when you're you know when we're doing it on camera, it's a whole different thing. You know, I mean. You know, we're creating this fantasy, and um, you know the fans want to see that explosion, the money shot. Um, you know, they don't want to see somebody just you know, do the scene and just you know bang and then come in the condom. Then that's not going to sell. <laughs> you know, um, uh, shit. No, got them. When you about to come, got them. Pull the condom the fuck off. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, you could do the sucking look. I've seen that happen. Now, now, don't get it twisted. I've seen scenes where the girl, but see, that was special. I did a scene like that, too, because she was, nah, nah, I want you to come mm-hmm. in the condom, and then I just squeeze the condom out there. You know, that's one thing. But no, nah, I worked with condom for 10 years. I just, okay. the only thing we didn't do condom was blowjob. Now, blowjob right. was raw, you know, and, and understand, we still would test it. It's just, like I said, because of my experience from running behind some of the top BBWs in the game, mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of want to wear a condom with you because you did just see a dude last night before you saw me. So I, you know, I like my mama said, if you put enough spit on the dick when you're sucking it, got nothing to worry about. It's when you're going to pussy, you gotta worry. Yeah. Because a lot of people like, well, why? Well, let's just hypothetically speak, she's a little dry. It don't take much to rip skin. It don't take much to get a laceration on your dick while you're fucking, mm-hmm. you know, period. It don't take much, you know, like I said, you know, so it comes down to even with lube sometimes, because lube will dry out. Yeah, there's certain kinds, you know, that, um, yeah, I know after using it for a while, you got you got to get more in where it's it's, yeah. it's almost like it, 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 it causes some kind of friction at a certain yeah. point. So. Yeah, it's no different than shit for dude, you know what I'm saying? Dude can sit here and jerk off with no lube, and he'll hurt his dick. It, it, he may not see the scratch, but the scratch is there. You know, period. Don't ask how I know people. I just know, because I don't really use lube too touch when I jerk off. That's just me. <laughs> I like the skin-on-skin action, sorry. <laughs> but but the point being, that's a little thing that people don't even freaking realize. That was the reason why 
it took me a decade before I came up, came out of the condo. And that was because of necessity, because of, I always hear this bullshit. I, I, I can't fuck with a condom. Uh, mm-hmm. Condom seems not going to sell. Lie. Really? Yeah. do sell. Believe it or not, I'm a proponent of that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I still got kind of seen this selling that I shot in 2010. Stop fucking with me. You know, you know, yeah. they just want to see fucking. That yeah, that's true. Now, now, they don't want to see you suck a dick with a condom. Let's make that clear. They want yeah. to see a dick raw. I don't they know. Don't I don't know where that would ever. So, I've never seen I've never seen anybody try to sell content with um uh, a condom uh, blowjob, you know, no, it just mm. doesn't happen. No, no, no. They, the fans see and, and but see that. Let me tell you where, where where that came from. That came from producers in Hollywood who would not get in front of the camera, who do not fuck any of these girls. They taking no risk with their lives. Mm-hmm. Put the pressure on you to wear a condom. Put the pressure on you not to wear a condom. And even to the point where they would pay girls less if they used a condom, which is fucked up. Yes, and and I and I yeah I heard stories about this because I know some talents who you know they they you know they they did the condom shoots. Yeah, um, they would get yeah they would get paid less. They told me that. Yeah, because I don't see why they're getting paid less because they're wearing a condom because they still had to go do a TTS. They still had to show a test. Yeah, exactly. I get it if you told them to come on the set and they ain't had to show a test to boot. Okay, yeah, I can see you paying them less for that. But if you still require them to have a test and they choose to wear a condom because they feel more comfortable with the guy going in the pussy with a condom versus, you know what I'm saying, but they but they ain't got no issue with sucking the dick raw, then they should get paid the same. Because you still got to be tested in order to get on the goddamn set to begin with. Yeah, exactly. I mean, no test, um, it's not gonna be happening. Yeah. You, you know, and, and the companies are or or they don't they don't want to risk the fines or whatever too, you know. Because mm-hmm. I know in L.A., they say you got to wear you use a condom. Now, they ain't say nothing about BJ with a condom, but that bathroom, they, they want you to wear a condom. Yeah, and, and yet, I mean, um, I, I mean, I've shot here, you know, here in L.A. without a condom, you know, once I was tested. But um, I, I, I don't know. But, you know, now now that who knows, that may be different now. Well, one, how the hell are they going to enforce it? What are they going to do? Put together a police force to go around the porn companies like, excuse me, you're under arrest for uh, fucking raw. Put your hands behind your back. Yep. <laughs> Read the Miranda rights. Well, you, you know, back in the old day, you know, Bill would, you know, tell, he, he said that, you know, he would tell, like, tell people like Amberlynn while you're shooting your scene, have your clothes nearby because we may get raided. I just <laughs> thought of that. <laughs> Yeah, because if you want to be honest, technically, they don't enforce it, but porn is only legal, legal in two states. Mm-hmm. And, you, and, and surprise, California and Florida. That's it. You know, period, to, to where you can legally do it, but no one enforces that law. You know, Yeah, like period. Nevada, where so many companies have moved to now. Yeah, they don't enforce it. It's technically legal in in in, in Nevada. Yeah, I, I've shot I've shot a little bit of content in Nevada, so yeah, I know. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's really crazy. Yeah, you, you have these content creators, man. They're shooting all over, but um, yeah, it's really, you know. 
But, but see, but like I said, my thing is, uh, if you're going to step up for being a content creator, because since that's now a new term, back in the day it was called amateur porn star. Yeah. Keyword porn star. You still would consider a porn star. You just did amateur work. Mm-hmm. Um, my issue is if you're going to step out of content creation space to step up your game, you mm-hmm. got to also abide by the rules. Yeah, exactly. Means you need to be tested, which means you got to move a certain way and you got to outside and offset move a certain way in order to do this business because our money is made being clean. You can't make money. You can't make money with a dirty test. It was it was funny because you know it's funny we're talking about this because the other day I was talking to some people about Mark Wallace. Remember him? Mm-hmm. And um, I know people from that time, from that time period, and, there, and there's a documentary, um, but I, because I, I, I remember, because I, I used to work with Bianca, and she told me stories about, and she had shot with him, you know, prior, you know, uh, before he got infected, but I, I remember at the time, I guess Sharon Mitchell had tried to get him, this is when AIM was doing it, and, um, yeah, they had to trick him to getting tested, but he ended up infecting like three girls, you know, and and yeah. it made a lot of news back at that time. Yeah, it's people got to realize, man, we it you got to be smart in this business, especially nowadays, because like I said again, there's more people. It's easier to start this, to do this, and to get in. It may not be as easy to stay in, but it's easy to get started in it. Mm-hmm. And that's the kicker because thanks to cell phones, motherfuckers can sit in OnlyFans. Anybody can get OnlyFans. Anybody can sit there and take a cell phone and film their, themselves with their homeboy and fucking now. They, and also, too, like I said, because everyone wants to use the term content creator, so we can be inclusive, which I have no comment about that. But let's just say this. Uh, I hate that became a term in industry because now it opened the door for anyone to get in because I ain't got to say I'm a porn star anymore. I can say I'm a content creator, even though the next natural question will be asked, what kind of content you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, so I understand why the hell y'all keep saying I'm a content creator when you know the next question gonna be asked: What kind of content you do? Um, uh, and then so and then of course then they get their little out clause. Well, I do OnlyFans. It's not an out clause because even the girls that don't do adult film get that stigma because OnlyFans is known for for having sex workers on it. Exactly, and it's sex workers that made OnlyFans. Yeah. So, yeah. when it, so when it comes down to it, I keep saying this. All these IG models, because I was listening to uh, Melissa Ford, who is, shots out to her, great becoming a great podcaster on the JBP. Y'all know who she is. She was the video vixen, y'all, that my generation used to jerk off to. She has OnlyFans. She does fetish. She was talking about she does feet fetish, stuff like that. Y'all do realize that's a part of the porn world. Mm-hmm. They all are coming to our side of the fence because our side pays. Y'all side don't. Y'all fans don't pay y'all. Our fans do. That's why y'all coming to our side of the fence. 
because y'all know y'all can't make money any other way. Because the fans ain't going to pay. Like Iggy Azalea. Ain't nobody buying her out. But they're going to damn sure get only OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like, you know, you know and, and um, at the same time, it was, it was like, you know, when OnlyFans was going to kick all of us off. Mm-hmm. Um, I was saying right around that time that nobody's going to pay money because they can already, already see for free um, a fitness influencer. Yeah. Yeah, they're not going to do that on OnlyFans. And, and, and so it, it basically it's it's the it's the adult it's, it's the porn that 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 you know you know the sex workers that that made OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. And if they think that they can recreate and reinvent it, um that's not going to be happening. Mm-hmm. Not with but, OnlyFans. Yeah, because at the end of the day, but that's what I'm saying. It's like as much as motherfuckers want to talk shit about sex workers, mm-hmm. y'all doing sex worker shit. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and like you, I, I have a lot of problems with that because, you know, a lot of us, Hey, we've taken the heat for what we do. And, you know, I know I have, you know, and, and it's like, look, it's, it, it is what it is, but, um, it, it, it's us that really made that site and, you know, yeah. they got to do it. <laughs> yeah. So now let's get to the fun part. Cause Y'all don't want to hear about the weed, don't you? Oh, yeah. the weed. They want to hear about the weed. Because we always talk about weed, me and her, what have you. See, I don't know the strains I be getting from my weed man. Because I don't think he knows. Mm-hmm. But then again, you live in a place where you have weed dispensaries. <laughs> I, 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 I I, am so lucky that I, you know, I live in, in, in this state, you know, in, in California. And... You know, I've been doing this strain called Dark Triangle, and it's it's a really good sativa. There, there's another brand, and hey, I'm not getting paid by them, but Lowell Farms. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I did earlier was the uh, the Chem Diesel, and it's a hybrid. Mm-hmm. I like the strain a lot, and um, Lowell Farms is getting a lot of endorsements, like you know, like even you know celebrities, and then. You know, like Jimmy Kimmel and so forth, but they they had another one, Chocolate Tigani, um, an, a sativa, a really really good strain, and you you get the strains here that have the really high THC content, but even other states, um, I've been talking to people in Illinois, and and they're getting stuff that's like at least thirty percent THC, um, pretty heavy, and and um. Yeah, because because even to because that was crazy is that the states that are legal, you hear people talk about the different strains and shit like that. Then you go to a state like mine, we don't even talk about strains. It just it, it like the only strain that we know is like the shit that they told us about, like gas. Which which, which yeah, I see why they call it gas because that shit does woo strong than a motherfucker. I mean strong, you know what I'm saying. But it was like because um, even when my man, he used to get weed from Cali. And he'll have it in the packet like y'all be getting it from the dispensary. Right. It'd be looking like some damn candy and shit. <laughs> like a candy packet. <laughs> but I swear. But but no, I, y'all stays like that in Colorado. And y'all can be actual weed connoisseur because y'all get to know the strains and 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 talk about them and, and, and hype them up. Like with states like North Carolina, where it's not legal, 
We don't have clue. We just have mid and and high. That's it. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, with the climate, I mean, because, you know, North Carolina is known for tobacco. I, I, I think you could grow a lot of great um, strains oh, in, yeah. in North Carolina. Um, I'd like to see how the product would turn out. Um, it would turn out great because, like I said, I mean, shit, because we grow a lot. I mean, don't get twisted. Mm-hmm. It been, trust me, it been times where I break a tear when they do a drug, a, a, a weed farm bust. Mm-hmm. And I see all that weed that they burning. And I'm talking about, we talking about acres, people, in the well, woods, in Rocky Mount. I'm sitting there like, they burnt all that shit. That's crazy. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's, I don't, I don't know. I, it, it, it's kind of weird because like, you know, here in the U.S., it's, it's, it's not like Canada where they, where they legalize it nationally. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of reasons why they finally did back in the day, because before they'd call it, they'd call it a grow up and mm-hmm. which is basically a suburban house. It's using used for a growing operation. And what would really give it away was that if the house, if every house on the block still had a lot of snow on its roof, yeah, the one house that, that it was melting a lot quicker, that usually meant that they had a grow up, uh, you know, going in there because of the lights and everything. Mm-hmm. But you know, you know, you know, you know what the the real money is going to be in seeds, yeah. more so than the actual weed. And I mean, even I'm sitting on seeds because you never know. I I may want to get more into growing, and I know people who grow and and who've been giving me a lot of you know a lot of really good advice. And um, yeah, seeds are going to be very valuable. Yeah, because if I grow it, that means I'm growing my own strains. Mm-hmm. You know, and that means that I have it in my house. I don't have to, even though it takes a while for it to grow, don't get it twisted. Um, but it's a difference between I'm having to go because then how can I put this? You can control the chemicals that you use for growing, you know, period, because I do believe that like a lot of the chemicals and fertilizers that are used for weed actually does affect the strain can sometimes make it stronger, weaker, or what have you. You know, mm-hmm. so you can, growing, yeah. Yeah, that means you can actually grow reefer. Nah. <laughs> that's right. Reefer, goddamn. Yeah, that's right. I said old school reefer out of this. Reefer, I remember that. Grass. I'm yeah. old enough to remember that. <laughs> yeah, I remember you had to get it. It, it. You ever got it in like a little paper baggie, like mm-hmm. like a little brown paper baggie, or, or uh, in North Carolina, they used to have it in aluminum foil. Mm-hmm. Over heavy. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm old school, motherfuckers. Yes, I'm yeah, old. The, the other way was taking a little plastic baggie, cutting it away, and then um, taking a cigarette lighter, and that way you could uh, you can make a little dime bag or you know an eighth or whatever. And yeah, yeah. I'm old yeah. school like that too. So you know. Yeah, yeah. Got to yeah. twist that bitch up and burn it. Yeah, there you go, buddy. I used to tell exactly. them because I'm about to break it open anyway. So just tear it and give it to me, shit. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know, here here in California, you have a lot of fancy um, uh, packaging, like we were talking about, you know, and then you just, what's use? It's going to be broken open and thrown away, but um, it, it it it's here to stay. It's 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 a trend, and hopefully, you know, at a certain point, um, you you know, national legalization, perhaps. I don't know. I mean, I because you know, the, here's the thing. The cat's out of the bag now, and yeah. you know when you hear like you, a few years back when Jeff Sessions was like going to go after it, I'm like, 
uh, you're you're way too late. You're you're a few decades too late, you know. And and it, like out here in California, it's a way of life, you know. It's um, I was having this conversation where we were talking about sleeping pills. Mm-hmm. I've only tried it once in my life, right around '04, and I was working a lot. I was working a lot as a writer, and I was burning it until like six o'clock in the morning, and I'd get a little bit of sleep, you know, you know, have a meeting after that. But I tried a sleeping pill one time. Mm-hmm. All I got was an extra half hour of sleep, and I was like drowsy and groggy for like a day and a half. Mm-hmm. Now there's some really good indicas at night. <clears throat> and even some edibles. Mm-hmm. Before I realize it, I'm I'm out like a light, and you know, and it's like because sleeping pills are really not that good for you. Oh no! But there's some really good. I mean, indicas. It, it, it's you know whether you do it in an edible form, a tincture, and whatnot. That'll get the job done, and I think a lot of for, uh, pharmaceutical companies do not fucking like that. No, they, they don't want that. Shoot. Yeah. The, the original reason why we was made illegal <laughs> was because the forestry industry. Mm-hmm. Because people don't realize how much shit you can do with hemp, which is attached to weed. You know what I'm saying? And the forest industry was afraid to lose money because you got to think about pencils, paper, and stuff like that. I mean, hemp, you can sit here and make belts with it. You can do a lot with hemp itself you know what i'm saying people don't realize how much you can do with the actual plant of weed outside of smoking you know from cooking to medicine to what have you even to the point that yeah i hate i ain't even got a blunt because it helps with a toothache <laughs> it damn yeah. sure do. <laughs> but but that was the main reason why i got you know delegalized excuse me was illegalized then because the government was afraid they were going to lose money because so many government officials had money invested in the forestry industry, you know, period. So it's kind of like, to me, that's why it, it Colorado showed people the way because they saw how much money they made and the crime went down also. see people Colorado didn't, did it right. Their crime went down. See, people mm-hmm. didn't notice that. You know, period. Even like even with Amsterdam, their crime has went down. Now they went up. Now that they're trying to take away the red light district and become a little bit more family friendly. Yeah, yeah. They started doing that trend like over ten years ago, and and I've lived over there, and um, and they've had a lot of weed festivals too. But mm-hmm. they, they they were giving the windows that that the girls were using, and mm-hmm. they were giving it to fashion designers, and they were giving them like maybe a year to see if they can make it. Mm-hmm. And if they think that they could repackage it, they they want to put it like in another area, and it's not going to work, you know, because people, it's um, the Algezides, it's it's like the oldest part of Amsterdam, and and that's where the red light district is, or or one of the famous ones. Mm-hmm. There's actually three red light districts there, and um, and and also the coffee houses, you know, tourists are going to go there because that, that's what they want. Yeah. yeah, they make they may go to the Rijks Museum, um, which I kind of named named myself where all the Rembrandts are at, or or the Van Gogh. But eventually, you know, they're going they're going to they're going to want to see what it's all about. They're going to want to see what the hype is, of, and and they're going to go to the red light district. It's mm-hmm. a given. And the thing is, it's always been kind of festive, um, too. Unlike other red light districts in Europe, like like in 
Antwerp, where I've been fortunate to live too, and there it's a it's a different feel to it. You know, the one in Brussels, it has a different feel to it. So. Oh yeah. And I've been saying I would love to redesign. I would love to bring to LA, say, a red light district like that with window um, uh, sex work. Yeah, that's old school as hell. That, that's what she used to see in New York. Yeah, I would that, love to see it here was, with like palm trees in between the windows. I've had so many concepts that I put together in my head, you know, and um, I don't think it'll happen. The politicians would never fucking let it happen here. Oh, I no. guarantee that. Oh, no, because, because, no, I guarantee you this. Once we become legalized, the next thing that will become legalized, it'll take a decade or two, will be sex work. Will be sex I'd like work. To, I, I would like to see that. That's a dream of mine. Because the simple fact, though, that, that um, you already see that man, excuse me, my, excuse me, Manhattan decriminalized it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. where you can't be prosecuted for looking for an escort or being one. And just like the government figured out how can we tax and make money off of wheat, they're going to figure out how to make money off of that. Because thanks to OnlyFans, they see, okay, there's money in it. How do we regulate it? All I got to do is look at fucking Vegas. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, shit, hell, because if ladies can sit here and file their shit on their taxes, why not? I'm just saying. So, people, we done came to the end of another one because my tooth is really trying to cut a fucking fool and I'm tired of this shit. So, (laughs) that being said, she will be back, people, for the Smokers Lounge, as well as I'm going to get her sex ass on the premium smoke room, too, for my premium smokers. You You gotta do it. Oh yeah, seven. Excuse me, four ninety nine a month. Six premium podcasts for you to enjoy. And you know what I always say: the best smoke is premium smoke. You can only view those episodes on Spotify. That's right. Spotify has video like that of YouTube. And what happens in the premium smoke room? It's more unpredictable, more crazier, more uncensored. You might see a little bit of skin, but you won't know unless you. Subscribe and wait at anchor.fm backslash smoke this over OVA backslash subscribe. Just in case you didn't understand it, go look in the description. In the excuse me, the description, the link is in there. So, with that being said, tell everybody where they can spend money on you, Miss Rico. I would say the best one is uh, right now I'm, I'm on uh, Sex Panther, Erica Ryko. Just go to Sex Panther. I'm on OnlyFans. I'm revamping it. I will have some really hot fucking ball draining content uh, very soon. Um, but I am on uh, Sex Panther a lot. I will be on later today. I will be doing uh, video chats, which is kind of like webcamming. Um, and... Um, Hey, get those uh, dirty fantasies out there. You know, I'll be taking your phone calls, and um, it's a great way to get personal one-on-one time with me. Sex Panther, I'm really loving that, and it has all my it has all my social media links on it. Um, hey, you got the best in the business on Sex Panther, and oh, it's yeah. been good to me. 
Yes, and, and y'all go to Sex Pamphlet and get to sexting and all that good stuff and spend that good money on her. Now, with that being said, you know how and we... You'll see, and you'll see content that you won't see anywhere else. You'll, mm-hmm. you'll see some hot boy-girl stuff, you know? I mean, um, but you gotta, you gotta get in there. Yeah, that's right, people. So, you know what to do and you know what you need to do. And you know how we end these things all the time. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience if you haven't learned anything? Smoke this over. Say goodbye, Erica. Bye-bye, everyone. Have a great smoke. Light up.